What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. It's January 16, 2023, and this is Lift and Learn episode 111. In this episode, I'll talk about when to do yoga. It's obviously really good to strength train with weights, but it's also good to get out and do other activities. Yoga is a good one to do just because it's mostly a low-intensity form of activity that has a strength and mobility component to it, so it's something that can benefit everyone. And in the second topic for today, I'll talk about why you should be reducing your sugar intake. If you're eating too much sugar, simple input, you're increasing your chance of being overweight and therefore increasing the chances of developing a chronic disease, so I'll expand on that later on in today's episode. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at liftandlearnpodcast, on Twitter, at liftandlearnpod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. One of the most important things that could be holding you back from the best you, that means the healthiest you, the fittest you, the most energized you, is not sleeping enough or not sleeping well at night. We all know that sleep is important, yet it's still something that most people neglect. You expect to just get into bed after powering off your devices and have a good night's sleep, and that's just simply not going to happen unless you have a proper bedtime routine. This could mean sleeping at the same time every day. Of course, that's not going to be possible for everyone because of a multitude of factors like having kids that keep you up, or work, or just other life extracurricular activities, things like that. So maybe that's not realistic for some people, but you could make an effort to make it a bit more consistent if it's just completely out of control at this point. There are some simple things you could do, like sleeping in a dark room. I like to sleep with a face mask on because there's always light in my room, whether that's from small charging devices around my room, or sometimes I'll have the TV on for background noise, which might not be the greatest, but sometimes it soothes me to sleep. So a face mask, uh, face mask sorry, helps protect my eyes and the brain from light during sleep, which should help me fall into a deeper sleep. The typical suggestion I have to mention would be turning off the electronics way before bed, like at least an hour before bed. Again, sometimes it's not possible, but be mindful that's something that could disturb your sleep. So good advice there would be to not scroll social media before bed, which I'm guilty of at times too. If you're a caffeine drinker, try to stop drinking that earlier in the afternoon. Sometimes even if you have your last coffee at 3 p.m., that could still affect your sleep negatively as well. So try to stop drinking that one possibly around noon and see how that impacts uh, impacts your own sleep and how you feel in the morning. Maybe you'll feel more rested just changing that alone. So why is sleep so important when it comes to living a higher quality life? First off, if we're going to talk about the workouts that we do every day, if you sleep better every night, you should notice significantly more strength and power for workouts basically more energy. I literally just had a client tell me the other day, this was our first workout together. He was telling me that he felt so weak 
due to a bunch of factors, but he thought that his sleep from the night before was probably the biggest factor. And I agreed because he told me he got less than like four hours of sleep or something like that. I've noticed this myself over the years. Just overall, if I don't get enough sleep, for me, that's anything under five hours generally. That's when I really start to feel the effects. So sluggish, weakness, tired, and that negatively affected my workouts. And sometimes I wouldn't even do them at all if I was feeling that way. Or I knew that I'd have to, you know, really decrease the amount of weight and load and overall volume of the whole workout. Thankfully, for the past two months or so now, I've actually been getting my fair share of sleep. It's not quite eight hours every night, but on most days, I do get at least seven hours of sleep, at least quantity-wise. For me, this has been a big positive change. Who knew not having to wake up at 4 a.m. five days a week would have that kind of benefit? So since I'm having to wake up a little bit later and sleeping around 10 p.m. on most nights, part of my bedtime routine has been reading before bed. Usually it's just a normal book, like so that I don't get the blue light from my phone. Sometimes it is my Kindle, and that's better than past sleep or bedtime routines, which would mean using the phone or computer directly before bed, or literally falling asleep while still scrolling on my phone. It's happened multiple times. I've broken that habit for the most part, and I know that's affected my sleep in a beneficial way, so my sleep has been both better, I mean, better quality and quantity-wise lately. So I have felt those effects I mentioned earlier, more strength for my workouts, more energy during the day, and now I'm not feeling the need to take a nap during the day. Sleeping is super beneficial for physical, which I just talked about, and also for mental purposes. Studies have shown that higher quality and quantity of sleep benefits the brain and just your general outlook on life. So if you're noticing energy fluctuations or just negative thoughts, sleeping can help with that to a certain degree. Of course, it's also the time where our body repairs itself. So that means bone and muscle recovery. That also means our immune system functions better and our body just naturally regulates hormones better. So think of cortisol or HGH, all that good stuff. More sleep can also benefit pretty much everyone because it'll reduce inflammation in and out of the body. And if we sleep more, that could actually help with maintaining a more healthy body weight because that gives us less time to eat. And last tip when it comes to working on a better bedtime routine, something that helps me sleep at night is prepping my bags for the next morning. That way I can sleep without having to think of certain things I need to pack in the morning. I can just wake up, have breakfast, or at least a snack, shower and all of that, and just pick up my gym bag, lunch bag, backpack, and just leave without having to scramble in the morning. Sometimes when I notice I don't do that, when I don't pack my bags before bed, it takes me a bit longer to sleep because I'm actually thinking, so I'm actively thinking before bed while I'm trying to fall asleep, so that, I mean, that delays my sleep even more. Anyways, okay, so my training has been going well this year so far. It's been like that for the past eight weeks or so, mainly because, like I said earlier, sleep has been on point. So I've still been hitting my compound movements, staying on top of doing my deadlifts this week. I'm con uh, consistently over three plates and never looking back on that one. If I can get to four plates this year without any sort of gear there, that'll be awesome. So no straps, no belt on that, and only gripping overhand right now. I'm back to squatting normally now, which is great. I think I've mostly fixed my hip shifting that was going on, but it's still a work in progress. On that one, the weight is steadily going up as well. 
I actually kind of tested my one rep max for most lifts. So on squats, I was able to do 275 with ease. Deadlifts were pretty easy at 345. And then bench press was like 300 pounds, which I was a bit scared of actually when I felt the weight, but I still pressed it up pretty smoothly. I need to start getting in the overhead presses though. That's something I've been lacking on. I just have some problems figuring out when exactly to incorporate that into my current routine. I've still been hitting my abs and the calves, so I'm keeping myself accountable there. And my clients have been doing well, bouncing back from the holidays and a slow start to the year, which has been awesome. For me, the nutrition aspect needs the most work, but I'll be tidying up that this week. I've already meal prepped my food for the week, so I'm ready to go. Vegetables are my main focus for this week. I gotta go to the grocery still to pick out a few more. I already have the typical spinach and broccoli combo going. I'm starting to use garlic and onions more, which has been shown to have its own uh, anti-inflammatory benefits. Reading habit, again, that's been going well. I've been alternating between two physical books. I'm a bit more than halfway through Breath and almost halfway through The Resistance Training Revolution, which I got for Christmas. That one's been a really good reminder about what to focus on in my own training and how to get clients to see the big picture when it comes to improving their health and why resistance training is so important. On my Kindle, I've been reading this one called Relentless and another one called Ignite the Fire or something, which is another book that should help me with my own personal training craft there. Uh, And yeah, I'm probably reading too many books at once right now, but once I finish these, I'm really gonna focus on just reading one at a time. I have like two physical books I'm going through and two books on the Kindle that I alternate between. So in the NBA, I just have to mention something really quick. That John Morant dunk on the Pacers this week, did you see that? Oh my God, that was just nasty. He just cocked his arm back so far on that. It's just ridiculous because he's like 6'1 and he's doing all of this. I just hope he doesn't get injured because that's a big part of his game, that high-flying action. That dunk has to be up there with one of the best dunks of the year, along with that Aaron Gordon overtime dunk where he dunked on Landry Shamit, and then Shamit ended up missing a few games after that, probably because of embarrassment. And onto hockey. I bet you didn't think I'd talk about women's hockey, but here we are. They have their own under-18 tournament going on, and I've seen so many highlights from this 14-year-old girl. I think she's on Slovakia. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but it's something like Nella Lopusanova. She scored a Michigan goal. She had a through-the-legs goal on a breakaway and then even had this nice goal where she batted in her own rebound in the air into the net. It was unreal. The fact that she's 14 years old and doing what she's been doing has been nuts. And I think Canada won that tournament. They beat Sweden in the gold medal game. It was like 10 nothing or something. It was not even fair. And this coming Sunday, some TV news. Of course, this episode is pre-recorded. But by the time this episode comes out, the first episode will already be out. I'm talking about the one on HBO Max this coming Sunday, January 15th, or Crave if you're in Canada. The Last of Us TV show, that's coming out. So the game for PlayStation received so many awards, and I've played through it a few times because it was that good. So here's to hoping the show is just as good. The reviews seem to be positive, so if you're looking for something new to watch, check that one out. That'll be coming out every Sunday until I think mid-March, so there's around 10 to 12 episodes, I think. 
I forget how long it'll be running for, but yeah, check that one out. Question one, when to do yoga? This is a topic that has been popping up more and more over the past few weeks. We should all know at this point that yoga has so many benefits. It might not build as much muscle as traditional strength training, but benefits for it include things like mindfulness and being strong when it comes to manipulating your own body because of the movements involved. Uh, involving you using your own body as a resistance for certain poses. This has just come up because I've been interacting with a few members at the gym, and they've been telling me that they love doing the yoga classes that they offer at the gym, so it just made me reflect on some of the benefits that I've witnessed myself and from what others have told me more recently. I dove into some yoga routines during the pandemic when everything was shut down, so I do have a bit of experience with it, Some of the benefits I definitely noticed was that it helped with my own mobility or flexibility. It helped me connect with my own body. I had to really get out of my comfort zone to hit certain poses, which helped improve my poor mobility. There's still a bunch of room for improvement in that aspect for me, which I'll continue to work on, but yoga helped me for sure. So during the pandemic, I also dislocated my shoulder. So in terms of rehab work, yoga, again, it was so important for me. Certain poses helped me when it came to proper alignment and getting back to proper movement patterns. It helped me with the recovery aspect, which is huge, especially if you train every single day or most days of the week. In terms of de-stressing, again, yoga helps here. This is because there's so many different forms of yoga practices and you should be able to find one that you enjoy. So this could help you stay fresh and motivated and you may find some purpose all while getting a good sweat in. If you're doing a class, you could form a good bond. You could form some, you could find some new friends with other members of the class there. That'll be beneficial for your mental health, which is a huge topic that has exploded over the past few years with everything that's been going on. So I already talked about, uh, I already talked about how beneficial yoga can be for posture purposes. There's a lot of corrective mobility work actually there. We got the increased flexibility, which leads into the real point I wanted to make here. It's that you're less injury prone, especially if you're not mobile to begin with. If you have some aching pain on your body that you just feel like you can't get rid of, it's likely due to a weakness in the area. Yoga can help with that. Of course, there is a such thing as being too mobile, hypermobile, but that's another topic for another day. Some other minor but important aspects of yoga has to be when it comes to balance. There's a lot of movements that have to do with balance and holding certain poses, sometimes on one leg. So if you notice that you're someone who has trouble balancing, practicing it in this way could help improve that for sure. This is great as you get older because falls could be detrimental to your health. Personally, I also love the fact that yoga has a lot to do when it comes to connecting to your breath. Breath work that's huge in terms of improving your overall health. This is something that I've learned over the just the past few months, actually. Yoga is another way to stay healthy, simple and put. Not everyone wants to put on a ton of muscle, so this is a great way to exercise and stay active. You can still build strength, don't get me wrong, but it won't be as effective as pure resistance training. That's why I believe yoga could be good to do accompanied with resistance training. Last week, I talked about how beneficial it is to stay mobile while getting stronger. This is one of those activities that'll help in that regard, so it's something that you might want to try out if you're looking for a change of pace. They have different levels of difficulty for yoga, different ways to challenge yourself, and they have beginner classes, 
if you're just looking to get into it and want to get your feet wet a little bit. Question two, why you need to reduce your sugar intake? Oh man, this is a tough one for me to talk about because I love, I love my carbs and sugar. It just makes everything taste so good. If you know me, I love my snacks and desserts, but at the same time, I've recognized that you need a balance in life, especially when it comes to diet, because your health is the most important thing in the world. I don't advocate to cut it out forever all the time, but be mindful of your intake of it because you don't want to end up 10 or 20 years down the road with some heart condition or just completely out of shape because of your dietary choices. Again, I'm not saying to cut it out forever because something that you'll need to keep in mind is balance. Again, in today's world, highly processed foods are a huge problem. As a personal trainer, diving into diet with potential clients, people will tell me they don't have any ultra-processed foods, but then they'll have soda or fruit juices. Those are loaded with sugar. Have a few of those per day, and that could be hundreds of grams of sugar. Have you ever seen 100 grams of sugar laid out? It's a lot, and it's something we're really not evolved to break down quickly because of how the food industry has evolved the past few hundred years. Like I said earlier though, you don't need to cut it out completely. Substituting some of the sugar for nutrients that'll actually help with your growth and health are going to be so beneficial in the long run. And I know it's so easy to just grab some packed food and eat that while you're watching TV or scrolling on your phone or whatever else you're doing, but we need to try to slowly cut out those moments in our life. That's when it becomes dangerous, when we're mindlessly doing it. We have constant access to these kinds of foods, and if you're up late at night, those are usually the go-to snacks and foods that we choose. Trust me, I'm guilty of doing this as well. You're not alone. But being aware of what you're doing, making sure it's not a constant thing that you do every single night or honestly every few hours, that's going to be hugely beneficial if you're trying to be healthier this year. In terms of health, again, that's going to improve that. Taking in less excess sugar is only going to benefit you. That means you're keeping your weight in check and your blood glucose levels in healthy range. That means you'll be reducing your risks for certain uh, diseases like diabetes. Of course, reducing your risk uh, or your chance of obesity because you're not taking in excess calories if you're in danger of doing that. So less intake of sugar leads to improving your health overall. So that means reducing cholesterol, improving heart health, decreasing risk of chronic health conditions. So we're talking obesity, type 2 diabetes, heart disease. Here's another one that I've noticed that having excess sugar could cause spikes in energy, which also leads to more crashes during the day. This also leads into negatively impacting productivity and focus, so that's something to be aware of also. Besides all of those things, which I've mentioned before, if, you've, uh, if you're a frequent listener of the podcast, we can even talk about what's going on in your mouth. So more sugar means higher chances of cavities, and if that's not taken care of, that could lead to more serious health, uh, serious health concerns. Reducing your sugar intake could even lead to better skin health. So the appearance of how your skin is, maybe you have like some acne on your face, less sugar, that could help with that. It also means reduced inflammation throughout the body. Bringing it all the way back to the beginning of the episode, we're talking about getting better sleep. Especially if you eat the sugary foods at night, that could affect your sleep in a negative way. So that's something to keep in mind. So like I said, I don't mean uh, you need to cut out sugar completely. That's actually a super hard thing to do in today's world. And you might go crazy trying to do that. 
But if you're looking to be healthier this year, then cutting out some of your sugar intake, replacing it with more nutrient-dense foods is a good way to improve your overall well-being. And that concludes episode 111 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.